Welcome to St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Saratoga Springs, New York, where we are gathered by God to share the love of Jesus. This week, we continue our series on the fruit of the Spirit. Here is this week's message on kindness from Pastor Adam Wiegand. Grace and mercy and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus. Amen. Please be seated. As we have been making our way through the fruit of the Spirit, we have taken time each week this fall and looked at one after another and after another. And what I want to remind all of us is that we are called to kindness. And we think of that as a fairly easy assignment because most of us think of ourselves as kind. I don't think of any of us looking in the mirror and say, I'm going to be a jerk today. That's not what we do. We think of kind words. We think of kind actions. And the way that we generally describe our kindness is in a way that Thomas Jefferson would be comfortable with. If it neither picks my pocket nor breaks my leg, it is not my concern. As long as we can live and let live, we call that kind. But that's not God's idea of kind, and we're going to dig into that today. So the fruit of the Spirit, as we've been going through it, I warned you that we're going to start making you memorize this, and today's the day. So you didn't know there was going to be a quiz, but I'll help you along. So uh, here we see the fruit salad of the Spirit, and there are many of them. There are nine. They're given to every Christian. Not, it's not like somebody gets, you know, love and the other one gets joy, and there's the first two for you. But it, we all get all of them but we may be at different spots in our usage of it and our comfort with them. So let's say these things together. But the fruit of the Spirit is? Love. And? Joy. And? Peace. peace and? Patience. patience. And today's? Kindness. Kindness. And next week's? Oh, uh, what is it? What's the next one? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. After goodness, we get to? Faithfulness. Faithfulness. After faithfulness, we get to gentleness. And then that one that everybody says and knows this one, it's two words. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faith, and us, gentleness, and self-control. Self-control. Against such things, there is how much law? No law. All right. So we're taking up the gift of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit known as kindness today. Have you ever looked up in the eastern sky early in the evening looking for the constellation known as Pleiades? It's the seven sisters. They're usually low in the horizon, and they're hard to see. If you look straight at them, you might get kind of a faint little cloudy cluster down there. But if you look to the right or to the left or above or below, Look into the darkness that surrounds the Pleiades, the seven sisters. Actually, in your peripheral vision, you can see it more clearly. And as you see it more clearly, this gives a little bit of a hint into how we can understand kindness better. You'd think that kindness would be an easy thing to define, but really, kindness is like the underlying quality that brings forth good things. Kindness is what brings forth the hug. As we heard a little bit earlier, kindness brings forth helping, as we heard earlier. Kindness brings forth ministry of presence. But kindness itself is kind of hard to get at. But 
just like the Pleiades, if you know what it's not, it's easier to see what it is. Kindness works the same way. And fortunately, St. Paul wrote a verse that helps us understand kindness by what it's not. And so let's read this Romans chapter 11, verse 22 together. Ready? Note then the kindness and severity of God, severity towards those who have fallen, but God's kindness to you, provided you continue in his kindness. Otherwise, you too will be cut off. And that's Romans 11:22 in the English Standard Version. I'm not going to make you memorize that one, but it's something that it's good to bear in mind. When we think of God, sometimes our conception of him is not quite on target to who he is. I love to talk about what you might call the grandpa God. Grandpa, you know, the guy that you climb up into his lap and he says good things to you and he gives you hugs and he reminds you that you are a great part of the family. This is a good thing. And we take God and God does these things. He loves us with an everlasting love. There is no end to what he would, would do in order to bring us to himself, even to the point of sending his own son to die in our place. He is a good and loving God. And the day that we get to meet him face to face, I think we'll be overwhelmed with the essential goodness of who he is and how he is for us. But if we think of God like a grandpa, we run into the temptation of thinking of him too lightly. If we think of him as the guy that doles out the spiritual equivalent of Werther's originals, we forget that he's also severe. He is kind, but he's also severe. That word that you read from Romans 11, severe, that's the only place in the whole Bible that that word is recorded, not in the Old Testament, not in the New Testament. And so because of that, it's kind of hard to go ferreting around and figuring out what exactly Paul is meaning about it. But it's a fun pursuit nevertheless. Fortunately, there's all kinds of authors outside of the Bible that use that same word in Greek. And what it means is cut off, abrupt, like a precipice. It means brusque. It means very awful things. And if God does that to us, boy, are we in trouble. If God is severe with us, it means ruin for us here and in eternity. But Paul says that we need to note both of these things of God, his mercy and kindness, as well as his severity. So we're kind of casting our glance out into the darkness of his severity so that we can better see the light of his kindness. If God were to all of a sudden leave the world to its own devices, none of us would want to be here, period. All that we know about mankind's inhumanity to man would just get worse. Everything that we know about disease and famine would only get worse. Everything that we know about the order of the world, the cosmic balance in which God keeps this universe, would get worse and devolve, and we'd be in trouble. And that's just here 
Because if God withdrew his kindness from his children, all of those things would happen not just to the world and people in our bodies, it would happen to our souls. And we would be cut off from God forever. To be separated from God forever, there is a word in English that describes this. You know it. It's where Jesus descended into, hell. And the descent into hell wasn't the thing that happened after they put him in the grave. Jesus' descent into hell happened when he ascended to the cross. It was here that God showed what it would be like if he withdrew his kindness, because that's what he did to Jesus. Paul in 2 Corinthians puts it this way, God made him who knew no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. I'll translate it for you. God was severe to his son so that he could be kind to us. Simple as that. And because we are in him, because our lives are caught up with Christ in God, as St. Paul says, the severity is taken away from us. But like Paul said in Romans 11, we ought not fall away from this. We ought to remain connected to the kindness of the Lord with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Because without it, we do fall away. And Paul warns us, it's possible for us to be cut off, even from such a tremendous love. But who in the world would want to do this? Unfortunately, there are plenty of people who not only want to do it, but that's exactly where they find themselves. One of my favorite comedians, Jim Gaffigan, says that there are some people who are practically sprinting to hell. And it's true. How does God feel about them? He doesn't want to cut them off. He wants to draw even those who hate him up into his lap to dispense the spiritual blessings of his grace, to give his mercy, to restore peace, to give joy. This is how God wants to do it. There isn't a single human on the face of this earth, not even the worst one that you can think of, the most unkind, severe person that you can imagine. There isn't a single one that God doesn't want, period. How are they going to know that? It's if we take up our call towards kindness. Kindness is a radical thing. God had every right to be severe with us. God had every right to hold our sins against us. But instead, he was in Christ, counting them against him. Kindness costs, which is why it has to be something that the Spirit brings in our life. So for a moment, I'd like for you to imagine the person that least deserves your kindness. The person with whom you've had it up to here. God is calling you to them because he wants them to. Sometimes church is challenging. We'd love to be able to say, God's in his heaven and all is right with the world. He is in his heaven and much is right with the world, but 
God is also here on earth, and there's much wrong with it. He sends us out as the bearers of his fruit so the world could know his kindness. How is he going to do it? By the fact that you know that God has put up with you a lot. That God has restored you a lot. That God has been enduring you a lot. And then you're going to call on the Holy Spirit. And you're going to say, make me that way with the people that need your kindness as much as I do. It's easy in this world, which is broken and sprinting away toward, from God towards hell, to have an optimistic attitude towards the things that we can do. We feel like we're so insignificant against it. But this is the spirit of God, people. The most powerful force in the universe. The thing that was hovering over the waters at creation. The one that... Jesus gave up his spirit on the, on the cross as he was crucified. The spirit of God that came into us at baptism and the spirit of God that enlivens our faith now. This spirit is alive and active in you. Don't fall away from him. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please rise. Now may the peace of God that passes all of our human understanding keep our hearts and minds rejoicing that God's kindness is also yours. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about St. Paul's Lutheran Church, please visit spalutheran.org. God's blessings to you. Go in peace and serve the Lord.